Welcome back. In the last session, we covered what it means to be true to yourself, to your characteristics, to your values and your aspirations. And in the action learning, we asked you to reflect more deeply on these dimensions as a foundation from which to act. In this session, we're going to shift the focus to your audience. Probably the biggest errors in communication arise when the speaker is ignorant to the current state of their audience. When they make assumptions about what their audience knows or believes that are incorrect, or when the focus is too much on themselves, you know, remembering their words or worrying about how they sound. Communication is action. You act on your audience. So, your audience should be where your focus is. The same depth of inquiry that helped you build your foundation at the level of self should be applied to your target audience. Who are the people that you want to move? Are they, are they moving with a constant velocity or are they at rest? If they are at rest, where are they now? So, the same questions that we ask ourselves, you know, what are my values, aspirations, my characteristics? Uh, you can ask these questions of your audience. What are their characteristics, values and aspirations? What do they believe? When working with people delivering a pitch, um, I'm often told that, uh, yes, yes, we do stakeholder analysis. And that's great. That is great. If you get to that level of depth, which isn't just informational, not, not just what their roles are, who they report to, who has the final say. If it's important, then it's about theory of mind, knowing what your audience knows, what they understand, how they feel, and respecting that. Theory of mind. It's not a theory, it's an ability. It's the ability to attribute mental states to yourself and to others accurately and appreciate that they are different. Now, this might sound like a ridiculous example, but if you've ever seen a, a dog owner talking to or yelling at their dog to do something, to come, to sit, to stop chasing the chickens, and the dog is like, what? And the owner thinks that if they, if they say it louder, then the dog will get it. Stop chasing the chickens. What? Or you'll see locals giving directions to foreign tourists. When the tourist struggles to understand, the local repeats themselves, only louder. It's next to the planetarium. Next to the planetarium. In both of these examples, the person communicating doesn't take into consideration what their audience is capable of understanding. They fail to recognize the characteristics of their audience. The same mistake is made in boardrooms and meeting rooms all around the world, albeit much more subtle. Attempts to get people to agree to things that they don't understand fail. Attempts to get people to agree to things that they've already agreed to waste time. The time spent influencing people who don't have the final say, well, that's also time wasted. These might seem like obvious errors and easy to avoid, or perhaps you've observed what I'm talking about. So what goes wrong? For one thing, it's a natural human tendency to be more aware and accepting of your own perspective than to be aware and accepting of the perspectives of others. People are complex. Some people are very good at getting into the minds of their audience, others are not. Again, the term that describes the ability to do this is theory of mind. If you have theory of mind, you have empathy, respect, appreciation. 
you can see where your audience currently is, how, how close or how far they are from where you want them to be, which will enable you to decide what you need to do in order to get them where you want them to be. It also gives you an opportunity to deal with probably the biggest impediment to moving people, and that is their identity, their sense of self. People will believe and continue to believe the most outrageous nonsense, even in the face of undeniable evidence, if doing so protects their sense of self. It's called identity protective cognition. If believing something makes me part of the tribe, then I will defend those beliefs. It will be almost impossible for me to believe anything else. In some cases, this will be an insurmountable hurdle unless what you propose is coherent with their identity. For example, if the CEO is defined by their sense of authority and control, you demonstrate how distributing decision-making to others on the team will increase the market power of the business so they can exercise greater influence in the market. If the identity of the team leader is defined by the, by the care and the loyalty that they show their team members, you demonstrate how promoting accurate and timely financial reporting will create opportunity and resources for their team members. It might sound manipulative to frame your, your aim in a way that lines up with their values and sense of identity. However, if that is what is required to achieve what must be achieved, then that's your job. Work it out. How does what you aim to achieve create value for your audience? Make it easy for them to come on board. This does not imply a betrayal of your values. It embraces the wisdom that while some values are different, they can be complementary. And of course, look, if on consideration, there is no way, there is no way that your values are compatible with those that you seek to influence, then your issue may be greater than one of communication. The key takeaway here is that consideration of your audience, their characteristics, values and aspirations, it should be part of your technique. It should be part of your method. If we go back to Newton's first law, you'll want to get clear on what it means for you to be the net external force that changes their direction and in what instances they will be the net external force that is acting on you. So far we've really only been talking about communication from you to your audience. In reality, even when it's a monologue or, uh, or an elevator pitch, communication, messages go backwards and forwards between the communicator and the audience, or it should if it's live. We will address this in more detail in the next and in later sessions, particularly in the message session uh, and in the status class. Now the action learning for this session is about practicing your theory of mind. We'll return to the scenario that you've been developing in the previous sessions. You've done a deeper audit now of your characteristics, values and aspirations. Now, practice digging deeper into the characteristics, values and aspirations of your target audience. Pick someone or a group. Um, groups can share characteristics, values and aspirations and answer the questions. This is practice, so don't be too concerned about getting it right. See what the exercise reveals to you and I'll see you at the next session. Bye for now.